Hi folks, and welcome to the Sioux Nation Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jake Geis. Now today on the program, I'd like to welcome Shay Keister. Now, Shay is a college student, but also the creator of a global rancher education company called Casual Cattle Conversations. That's very enterprising of yourself, and it really just shows like really true leadership that you can balance your college coursework against the activities of your company as well. Well, thank you. It's been quite the balancing act to say the least, but I would say that the two have really gone hand in hand together as my major is animal science, but both cattle conversations is a rancher education business. So they've really complemented each other, which has been awesome. Well, it's super interesting, just synergistic like that. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely synergistic. I mean, a lot of what I've learned in class, I've been able to apply to my podcast, whether it's topics or guests and Even some other guests and topics I've had outside of class have allowed me to ask better questions in class, I guess. So it all worked out. You're steeped in the cattle business as your background. You're a ranch kid by Steele, North Dakota. Is that right? Yes, Steele, North Dakota. And I am the fifth generation in my family to be ranching there. Yeah, my family, I mean, I grew up raising commercial and registered Red Angus cattle, predominantly involved on the registered side right now. That's what my family focuses on little bit of fun ground, but cattle are the main component. We calve in the fall and sell our bulls at 18 months old in March. What's been your, your reason for wanting to do it that way? You know, I guess it wasn't my decision. My parents kind of started that um, around the time I was born, maybe a few years after. But what we really enjoy about it is that we're able to offer that age advantage. Those bulls are 18 months old, but we don't have to keep them for that full two years. So it's really flexible there. And also fall calving is really convenient. You don't, you're not really dealing with the mud or blizzards. I mean, sometimes it might be a little hot, but we're usually wrapped up by September 30th. So those calves are usually old enough and do just fine once it does get cold. Very interesting. Yeah, that's a unique approach, but I see that would be very valuable, especially that age on those bulls when you go to sell them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we enjoy it. Maybe let's go a little bit into the casual cattle conversations topics. Could you tell our listening audience what casual cattle conversations is? Yeah, so currently, I mean, you said it best when you introduced me. It is a global rancher education business. Now, a lot of people just know it as the podcast, and that's fair. So in August 16th, actually, will mark three years of me starting the podcast. So right now, it's a weekly podcast, and I cover a wide array of topics. I mean, it's anything from fly control, reproductive management, nutrition management, grazing strategies, all the way to covering the value of improving your mental and physical health and, you know, maybe even some fun ones about stock dogs. So really, if it has anything to do with ranching and I find a guest who can improve the lifestyle or profitability of my listeners' operations, we bring them on, we share their story and really connect ranchers to other ranchers is my main goal there. But with that, outside of the podcast, I wanted to connect with more people Um, The podcast was really pulling in a younger generation, but I wanted to connect with the next older generation. So I've implemented a weekly newsletter, blog, lots of social media. And most recently, I started what I call Rancher Mind Events. The Rancher Mind Events are mastermind events for ranchers, or what resonates with most people is they are roundtable discussions that provide a one-hour session over Zoom for ranchers to have just Q&A with an subject matter expert, whether that subject is improving the reproductive strategies on their operation, troubleshooting those, 
grazing management, all the way down to connecting with cattle buyers and feedlot owners and saying, how can we add more value to our calves? What do we need to do? So I do those monthly. So it's really, I've got a lot going on between the podcast, Rancher Minds, newsletters, blogs, and social media, but that's really the direction I'm going to create a collaborative space for ranchers to connect and learn from one another. That is a very unique and very necessary space. I really think it's a, it's a cool thing and it's really cool that you, that you delved into it, you know, so early in your career. Well, thank you. You know, there's never going to be the right time to start. And that's something, one of my minors is called the Angler Agribusiness Entrepreneurship Program. And it's called that because Paul Angler, the founder of Cactus Feeders, founded this program. With that, they really push you as college students to not waste any time doing what you're passionate about. And for me, I've known I wanted to have my own business and be an entrepreneur since junior high or early high school. I grew up around a family of entrepreneurs, so I figured I might as well jump in and give it a shot. I'm really only supporting myself right now. It's not like I'm trying to support a family with that. So it's kind of the perfect time to give it a shot because if it works out, that's awesome. If not, can always go find another job, I suppose. <laughs> but it is a really interesting endeavor. I mean, you have a lot of different opportunities out there you could have used as that outlet for that entrepreneurial spirit. So what led you to start this endeavor? You know, that's a great question. And I kind of chuckle when people ask me that. So I'll preface it with, I've always been passionate about ranching, but just ranch management itself, I knew there was more in me than just that. Well, I love that and that I plan on making that a huge part of my future as I return home. It's not my main passion, I would say. Ranching itself is, but not, I mean, it's really the education component that goes with that. I'm a huge believer in connection, community, and collaboration, and I love building that and creating that for other people. So this was just really a good starting place. The podcast didn't require a lot of, I mean... I could have probably invested in equipment right away, but I had a computer with good speakers. So I just got to play around with it without investing too much money in it and figuring out if I liked it and figured out other avenues to grow from there. But it was really just the best outlet at the time for me to apply my passions for ranching and education. And then you just basically let it grow from there. I mean, how did it go from, hey, I got a computer that I can do a podcast on to where you're at today? It started with me putting them out once a month and then... It was like, okay, we like this. We need more traction. So I started doing them twice a month because that's what, my class loads were heavy those first few years. And that's really all I could manage. And I started picking up some sponsors and I kind of like getting paid for what I was putting out. So I figured to kick it into gear. It's just something I figured I loved it. So I might as well get paid for it and grow it and continue it. So it's been a hard grind the past two and a half, three years. I mean, anything from going to trade shows, telling everyone about it. I mean, I'm just on campus. I'm the girl who has the podcast and it's fun, but it's, it's looked a lot like a lot of late nights, a lot of early mornings, a lot of asking for help from mentors, other people in the industry, my friends, and just seeking out those resources, recognizing when I have skill or knowledge gaps and uh, capitalizing on my talents and just I mean, I'm going to say it again, asking for help when I need it. Well, you know, it, it's really neat that you have that humility when you have something like this because, you know, like you said, there anything that's a really good endeavor usually takes – it takes help from a lot of folks. There's no doubt about that. 
podcasting takes a while to gain some traction. I mean, there's looking back and I've helped other beginning podcasters with it. There's some things that would have changed how I did on the front end, but to build traction, but it's one of those things in the podcasting world and the social media world, things just take time. And that's with any startup company too. Things just take time and you got to be patient. So what do you think has been the most rewarding part about doing this? It's definitely seeing ranchers make improvements and reaching out to me and saying, hey, I really appreciated this topic. Here's how we're applying it on our ranch. Or seeing them on one of my rancher mind calls and engaging with others and actively trying to solve those problems and make those changes. So seeing how what I've created is benefiting other ranchers, even if it's only helping the younger generation find a mentor here or there, just helping other ranchers has really been the most rewarding part because it's like, I'm doing it. This is what I want to do. In addition to this, we mentioned you're going to school at the same time. Are there any other enterprises that you're involved with other than, and, and with school, you know, what, what is your background for, for school? Like what's your major and everything? Before we started the program, we talked about how you just are getting done with that last semester final. So, you know, I, there's two parts to that question. I'm sorry, but yeah, what, what would, what kind tell us about you a little bit? I go to school in Nebraska. So from North Dakota, decided to go nine hours away to go to school at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. And I started with animal science and that's what I'm graduating with. So that's my major focus on um, food animal production and management there. But then I have two minors with that. And I already spoke to the Angler Entrepreneurship Program. But my other minor is Nebraska Beef Industry Scholars, which is also very hands-on, just intensively focused on the beef industry. So that's been outstanding. Academically, that's what I've been involved in. My two minors are so hands-on. It, I mean, it was coursework, but it didn't feel like coursework, if that makes sense, because it was a lot of um, connecting projects and um, working with classmates collaboratively. But outside of that, I mean, I found leadership roles in all of those spaces. I served as an animal science ambassador, connecting new students, giving tours of the program, showing them what we have to offer. I served on the culture team for the Angler program, but most of my involvement really came in Block and Bridal. The UNL Block and Bridal Club, I mean, I did everything from just being a super active member starting my freshman year all the way up to serving as president on the officer team and actually a tri-chair. We hosted national convention this past spring in Lincoln, so I served on the tri-chair planning committee. So that's really what my involvement looked like in school, my academic involvement, I guess, too. I Kind of bounced around a little bit in those beginning years, but really found my home in Block and Bridal and being an animal science ambassador and other leadership roles in the angler space. Well, are there any other enterprises you're involved with then? I mean, it sounds like you're doing a lot of other things too. Not necessarily from a business standpoint, but I am an advisor for the North Dakota Junior Red Angus Association. I know that's a mouthful to say, but I'm the education advisor, so myself. And two other wonderful women get to advise our group of juniors and educate them on the beef industry, the Red Angus breed, have a lot of fun with them. So I do that. And business-wise, I mean, I've got my own cattle with my family and I dabble in photography. I'll do a little bit of social media coaching or podcast coaching here and there. But yeah, just kind of whatever arises, sometimes I'll dabble with. I'm currently a trailblazer on behalf of the beef checkoff and NCBA is help coordinating that program. But 
get to really advocate for the beef industry at a higher level there. And I just started that. So been pretty excited about that. So I guess a lot. I never sit still. So, you know, looking back on all this, you know, at the end of your undergraduate career here, if you're looking backward or talking to a freshman that has a lot of ambition, is, is the type of person that also doesn't do well with being bored. What were some of the things that you would tell them that allowed you to be successful? And what advice would you have for them so that they could also spread their wings and, and flower into what their true role is? If you have a lot of ambition, but aren't really sure maybe what that direction or your main passion is. You see, I consider myself multi-passionate, so it took me kind of a while to figure out which passion I wanted to focus on from a business standpoint right away. So if you don't know what that main passion is, then go ahead, bounce around, but also learn to say no so that you're not overexerting yourself and actually allow yourself the time and grace to discover what you truly want to do. And if you are that ambitious freshman or younger classman who's like, I do know what I'm passionate about. I do kind of have an idea, at least even if it's just very vague and want to jump right into whatever project or business that is, go for it. Look at, you know, what it is you want to do. Figure out what step you can take today to get closer to that goal or what one step you can do to say, I'm starting and just do it and tell someone else you're doing it too so that they can hold you accountable. But like I said before, say no. The first few years, I did not say no. And it really hindered me because I was over-involved. I was stressed to the max. And I couldn't apply 100% of myself to anything. And don't do that. It's, it's okay to say no. And you can do it all. You just can't do it all at once. Some weeks, it's going to be more school. Some weeks, it's going to be more business. Some weeks, it may be more club stuff, whatever it is. But Figure out what activities to make your whole soul feel alive. Make sure you have at least one activity that can do each compartment of that and go for it. Well, Shay, thank you very much for not only just sharing that information, but kind of sharing your story with us here on the podcast. It's a very intriguing tale. Well, I really appreciate it. And uh, I guess if anyone listening wants to reach out, you can follow Cattle Convos on social media and you can message me there. Otherwise, go to Casual Cattle Conversations and listen on your favorite podcast app. There, That's also my website, too. So I'd love to visit with anyone. And thank you very much to our listening audience. Y'all take care, folks.